Welcome to episode 28 of the Tossing Salad Podcast. I am Brian Sumatros, your host. We are recording this episode live. Why are we doing it live? And I appreciate you uh, hanging out and listening with me live because we decided to make a capital investment in on the show. And a few weeks ago, we decided, you know what, enough with the complaining, with the editing, the recording, all of the, what was it, the static noise we were getting as the live podcast recordings were going on when we were doing our Brian and Chelsea make a podcast recordings. And we approached the one hour mark and then the quality would degrade on the show to where my audio I, I couldn't take it anymore. There was, I did everything that I could in addition to reaching out to the StreamYard tech boys to try to find out what is going on. Was it my laptop, my 2017 MacBook Pro? Were we reaching the final stages of where that's going to be able to do what I'm wanting to do with content, what I'm wanting to do with the show? It just got to the point to where I just, I found myself complaining. The editing was taking forever, having so many problems on the back end of just cutting up video that we were doing. It wasn't any fun. And then the live recordings or when I'm interviewing somebody, I'm sure you've, if you've listened to the show or watched any of the lives as the show progressed and got closer to an hour, the, the audio quality started to, to degrade. And it's just frustrating on my end because I want to do the best that I can to try to polish things up on the show. You know, we're doing pretty good on TikTok. We're monetized on my personal account, The Garden Voyeur, which is kind of the account that started everything for me online on social media way back in 2014. Started a, a little gardening account on, I think it was Instagram, and later on kind of moved into the TikTok realm with it. We tried YouTube. In addition to not only Instagram and TikTok, we were monetized on both platforms to where depending on how many views you were getting on your videos, you'd made X amount of money. And on Instagram for a while there, we were doing pretty good. They had a lot of really nice bonuses if you look back to, what was it, 2019, 2020, right before the pandemic, I believe. And I think when we first started to monetize on Instagram, and I think that summer we made like seven, $800. It was great. Who would have thought that, you know, looking back on it, that would be unsustainable. What? How does Adam Mosseri categorize that, um, a negative ROI on Instagram? which is why we no longer have our Instagram reels bonus. But Instagram, we were doing pretty good. And then Instagram shut down the bonus there. And then over on TikTok, we were able to get monetized there for the Garden Voyeur as well. And on TikTok, they've had two different kind of programs, right? So they had like a bonus program initially where you were just about anybody could qualify I think you had to be like 10,000. You had to have like 10,000 followers and then be invited to it and then get accepted to it. But you're making pennies, literally pennies for most of us. 
And then recently in the last six months to a year, they rolled out a new program to try to compete with YouTube in creating longer form content. How this all ties into the new computer system and the show, I'm, I'm getting there. TikTok wanted people to start creating longer form content, a minute or longer. So they started this creativity program beta to where when you, if you qualify for the program, like 10,000 followers, one minute or longer videos, and then a couple other things I, I don't remember. I just, I know that at some point I was invited to do it if I wanted to sign up for it. And we did. And I, I just kind of kept posting the same kind of videos that I've been normal. I, I just, I've normally have been posting since 2014 garden content, kind of funny stuff here and there, and just kind of documenting what I'm doing. And so for a while in the last, I think we've been doing this uh, creativity program beta. I think I'm on month number four. So the first three months, each month, I think I, I, I felt like I was doing a little bit better each month to where I think the first couple months we made 50, around $50. And then the third month we made just over, I think it was like a hundred, 120 bucks or something. And I, I sat down and thought about this long and hard. I was like, I need to get a system and anything that I do for the tossing salad podcast or anything online with the garden voyeur, Brian and Chelsea make a podcast, any of those shows that we do, I don't want to use family money. And I just think it's fair that should be supplied from money that I make online on social media platforms, whether it's on the platforms themselves with the bonus programs or selling of the garden t-shirts, Amazon storefront. I'm leaving something else out. I off the top of my head, I don't remember, you know, a couple bucks here and there, but it all adds up. So looking at my needs of if I wanted to continue doing a show like this, tossing salad podcast in whatever form that is going forward, or if I'm wanting to do other shows with other people, especially with the interviewing of, of other people, the old MacBook Pro just wasn't going to cut it. I needed to make an investment in a new system. I've got pretty much everything else that I need right now. Could I spend a little bit more and, and have a nicer kind of a setup here in the studio? Of course. But just for the bread and butter of producing the show and editing and doing all that stuff, I just I needed to get a new system. And so looking at what I wanted to get, and I, I've been looking at like the Mac Studios. And Apple just released in the last, I think, two months, three months, a new processor, M2 processor for the Mac Studio. And I was like, you know, for about two grand, can I make this work and have essentially TikTok pay for it through the creativity program beta? If I were to sign up for the Apple financing, I would have, I think, 12 months to pay it off. And I think each month you're looking at, I think the monthly payments are like 160, 170. And I was like, you know, I, I think this would be a great thing to test out on social media for TikTok and Instagram for people that are just interested in knowing about the monetization of stuff. How does that work? How much money do you make? A lot of it is taboo, right? We've talked about that before. A lot of people don't like to talk about it. Uh, friends of ours, people that you actually know. There's a there's a ton of content out there of creators that are 
said experts into what you need to do, how to do this and how to do that, how to get seen, how to get more views, how to monetize. And everybody seems to be making tons of money. But of people that you actually know, there's a certain amount of tabooness and a certain amount of, and I, I don't want to say gatekeeping, but I mean, when you're dealing with money, it's, it's a strange thing. And there, and really there's only a few people that I know that will actively talk about it, at least publicly. I can get a few more people to talk about it in the DMS, private messages, you know, comparing notes, but for the most part, people are just kind of funny about it. So I thought, okay, look, first two months on the creativity program beta, making about 50 bucks. The third month, we made about 120, started picking up a lot more followers. I just thought, you know what? I can do this. I can create enough content doing exactly what I'm doing and get pretty close to those monthly payments to where I can probably get the TikTok bonus to make those monthly payments. How cool would that be, right? An investment into something I enjoy doing, into buying a new system that's going to allow me to do not only what I want to do, but things that I'm not even thinking of just yet for either Tossing Salad Podcast or any other show going down the line. I was like, I, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. Of course, what happens this month? Month number four, I'm looking at all of my Garden Voyeur content on TikTok, and I have been doing anywhere from three to 4,000 views at, at the very least on each one of my garden contents, uh, videos that I was making. No matter what I did, I could always kind of just bet on three to 4,000 or higher, but the bare minimum was three to 4,000 and making a couple bucks, two, three bucks per video. And then you would get a handful of them that would blow up a little bit and you'd make, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Well, of course this is going to happen. You know where this story is going. Month four, where I, I pulled the trigger and ordered the Mac Studio, which it's it's sitting right here, and that's why we're we're doing a podcast, but we're recording it live because I'm I'm kind of testing out how this does with doing live recordings. So I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone with this. Essentially, it's the same thing as recording in a closed off podcast versus live because when there's nobody watching the live other than me and you, it, it's it's the same thing. Wouldn't you know, month four, it looks like by the end of the month here, I will have only monetized, I think, three videos the entire month. 99% of the videos that I have done on the Garden Voyeur this fourth month, where I am banking on the TikTok creator fund, or the creativity program beta, I, I, I interchange the two programs that they have, the two bonus pro programs that they have. Wouldn't you know that 99% of those videos are getting between 200 and 400 views? It's, it's like the faucet has completely turned off. Something has happened, and I'm not the only one that this has happened to. This has been going on. There has been people complaining about, they're calling it TikTok jail to where your views will get up to two to 400 relatively quickly, and then that's it. It doesn't get pushed out anymore. And I saw people talking about this on Reddit for the last couple months, and I was like, well, that's not happening to me, thankfully. 
but everybody else with bigger accounts than mine were saying some for some reason every one of their videos now where they were getting thousands of views are only getting between two to four hundred ballpark and i'm like boy that sucks i'm glad that doesn't that's not happening to me and i had made a couple posts a couple videos talking about no matter what kind of video i was posting whether it was something that I, I made very quickly or whether it was something that took me some time to put together, the minimum views I would get, three to 4,000, and then I would make a couple bucks here and there. Easy. So it was a, it was a sure thing for me. I was like, you know, if, all I have to do is just put forth the effort to continue doing what I'm doing, and I can have this system paid off in 12 months using the TikTok creativity program beta bonus. And here we are, month number four, which is the first month where the first payment's going to be due, and every single one of my videos, except for three right now, have qualified to earn something. It's crazy. Of course, this is how, it, how it's going to work. The first few days, I was like, well, that's just kind of strange, but it, it'll work itself back out. I didn't, I didn't worry about it. Even after I made the order, it happened almost right after I made the order. Just continue to, to create content, try to improve on my content, and things will just get back to normal. My, what I thought was my new normal. Well, apparently my new normal right now is two to 400 views and zero dollars per video. I sorted my videos for the month right before I got on to record the podcast, just to see what my videos were doing this month, and it was zero, 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 zero. Now, luckily for me, I've got three videos, one of which kind of took off quite a bit, and I think it's made about 100 bucks. I have a second video that I made, not even garden-related. It was about making uh, spam musubi. It's like a little uh, seaweed-wrapped with uh, uh, sushi rice and fried spam. Oh, it's so good. You have to go see that video. That one's earned 15 to $20 about 30,000 views or whatever. And then there's a third one that I think has made like a dollar, dollar 50. I think that one there is a garden video. If it wasn't for those, August would be a disaster. First month disaster for when I have to make this first payment. I'm still hoping that by the time September rolls around, things get back to where they were before or else this is going to be kind of a tricky situation. Again, the whole point was for TikTok and what I'm just normally doing for the last few months to, to make these monthly payments. And it just, it's kind of depressing. And again, I understand I'm not the only one. So many people, let me take a, let me take a little sip of the, uh, the tea. But so many people on the TikTok subreddit every single day complaining about the exact same thing. And it's not just on TikTok, it happens on Instagram, YouTube, everybody complains about their views, but there's something else involved with this TikTok thing because it's hitting people that are larger accounts as well. You scroll through my profile on the Garden Voyeur, you can see the 48 hour period where things kind of just went from three to 4,000 views or higher on every one of my videos to where since then, for the last few weeks, really for the month of August, it's been brutal. So I can only hope that that kind of things turn around 
because we got we've got a whole new system to pay for. And I do I I love the new system. I've edited a few videos already, and the amount of time saved in not waiting for things to render. You know, when before I would have to render certain video clips out or what I would I would have to go out of the office and go do something for a few hours and then come back. This is done within a minute, less than a minute. It's so nice to work with tools that work. It's motivating. I want to do more content. I want to do more things with the show. I want to do some more interviews. I can't wait to do more interviews and work with other shows. And we're going to be able to do that with the system. We just got to figure out, okay, well, how do we pay for it now? Because what we thought we were going to use with the TikTok bonus uh, seems to be creating a, an issue right now. But I'm I'm liking where I am. We've changed some things around with just the, the studio setup. I still have a few things that I want to work out. But right now, the big thing is, okay, the recording stuff, let's just make sure that all the recording stuff works the way it's supposed to. Then I can do a lot of the fine-tuning of how, you know, the lights, the studio look. I got some plans for the background to make it look a little bit cooler. The main thing right now is, okay, is this new system, is this going to take care of the the degrading issue that I, uh, that I was having and encountering with the old laptop when we were recording and interviewing people? So I, I will know that here shortly because we are 23 minutes into recording our podcast. By the time we finish this, and I go back and listen through the whole thing again as we edit, I'll be able to hear all the old problems. Hopefully I don't hear those problems or I don't encounter them. And then that'll be a big sigh of relief. I'm thinking I've already, I can already tell it's addressed a few other issues I was having. So I, I, I think we're good where the main problem was and that's gonna get fixed. So what does that mean kind of going forward with the show? Because I still have, I, I feel like I struggle with, okay, how do I define what this show is about? Recently, I've changed the tagline a bit to where it's a medley of culture content in needing of being tossed and talked about and discussed. Just basically things that I find interesting. Who does that appeal to? I don't know. There's guy there. I talk about so many different things. It doesn't have to appeal to the same person every single time. I'm casting, if you think of this as as in fishing, maybe. I'm not even a fisherman. I'm gonna to try to use a fishing analogy. I'm just I'm casting out with different bait each and every time we talk about something. Whether it's we're talking vinyl records, or we go back to where we're talking about letter writing, or we talk about Star Wars, or we talk about some show we're watching. We're casting out different bait into different lakes, different rivers, different streams. And so I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting closer as we're, as we're doing the show and as we're doing the Tossing Salad podcast, I, I think of this more like a, a test kitchen where we're using a medley of ingredients, which is culture content to talk about, to have some fun. It's all good natured fun. It's all just stuff that's kind of happening that I see here and there. And I think it's it's more of a test kitchen for future shows. I'm still I'm I'm still convinced that I I will always have the Tossing Salad podcast as the 
it's the show that will forever just be there for me to always fall back into. And then I am always on the lookout for doing other shows with other people as well. You know, we did a little bit with uh, Brian and Chelsea make a podcast. We tried that out. That was a blast. It was a lot of fun. And I'm I'm still, I've, I've got probably a dozen other ideas that I've approached with other people to where we're just like, what do you think about doing this or that as a show? But as I've learned from producing and creating this podcast and the Brian and Chelsea make a podcast, I know what things that need to be done. And I know what things need to be addressed prior to just going in and doing a show. So that's where, you know, before it was like, hey, you want to do a show with me? Let's do it. I could easily probably find a, a, a few people that would just want to do something just right off the cuff. But I want to do something kind of long term as well. So knowing what I know in producing this show and the other show, there's certain things I want to have lined up and worked out before we start doing it. But I would love to do multiple shows. I may not have the final idea packaged up and ready to go or who I want to do it with. But the seeds have been planted with certain people to where it's like, okay, well, let's let's think about it over the course of the next couple months because I'm in no rush. I, w- I want to do it right. I want to have a few things kind of pre-planned out and think about how we're going to do things. But I would love to, I mean, if you're listening to this and, you, and you've wanted to do some kind of a show and you think that you and I could have some magic together just for fun, even messing around with it, come into the test kitchen and let's try to put something together. You know, we, we've talked with a couple people as far as doing, and I know just for example, uh, movies, well, there's how many podcasts are out there that, that do like movie reviews or whatever. And I get it. And I'm so the, the trick is to what's a different take on doing something, a show with somebody talking about a movie. Is it uh, two dads going over uh, the top 20 most romantic black and white movies ever? You know, something something super unique and very narrowed down. I, we've We've discussed that. But it's a matter of, okay, well, how do we get it done? And not only do we both have interest in doing it, or it could be a multiple, it could be more than just two people too, but everybody has to be on the, on par with, okay, well, everybody has to have the right gear and has to have the right setup and the right time and the right place in life to where they can do something like that. Not all of us, we we can't line all that up is the problem. That's the thing. There's several people that I, I know we could make a fantastic show. I think this is about a month ago. I approached uh, my friend Amanda on doing one on monetization, like two old people monetizing. Can that be done? Can two old people monetize on social media? And I've actually got some things just in the back of my head, but I wanted to kind of brainstorm and do everything. And we, we do a lot of lives together. We do a lot of um, content. I mean, it's just kind of a, a sense of humor that we both kind of have. But the, it's you have to line up everything. All the ducks have to be in a row to do a show with somebody. And just the timing right now isn't the right thing for her and I to, to do something like that. But I guarantee it would be a great show. So I've got my feelers out with a few different people. And whether or not – here's another thing. I've talked to other hosts of other podcast shows that have great shows themselves. 
personality-wise, we get along. And I'm like, you know what? What about guest hosting or doing spinoff shows or something? But here's, again, you're, you're going back to does everything line up? If I'm doing something with another show, well, they have to have that show and the time to do that and then carve out extra time to do a whole nother show with me. That's the tough part. That's where it's it's kind of hard to line up with other people. But it, it's going to get done. I'm kind of excited as long as the system is going to work out. I don't know if you guys can hear in the background. I mean, my the problem... I love doing my podcast when nobody's home, like when everybody's like, well, we got stuff to do. And then I get like an hour and a half or so. But the problem is then there's nobody to corral the dogs. And so anything and everything that's going on, they go crazy. So right now I'm like, I got to talk over the dogs that are barking at probably the people that are digging out the cable lines in our front yard right now. We're getting, we're getting, um, AT&T fiber in our neighborhood. And so you better believe I'll be looking into, can I, can I score a pretty good deal on getting faster internet that would benefit the show. I am hoping once I can verify that the system is what I need. And I think it's going to be, I'm going to fine tune a few more kind of details with the technical side of things on the show. And then we're going to start lining things up to where we're going to get back to interviewing people. That's where I think I excel at. And I have the most fun in doing, I can do these solo shows. Sometimes it's kind of intimidating to think you're, you're like, can I hold down an entire show by myself? And I feel comfortable doing it. That doesn't mean, is it successful or are there thousands of people listening? That's a whole nother question. Do I feel confident enough to sit down and host a show by myself? Yeah, that's not, that's not a big deal. Do I feel confident that we could successfully do a show with somebody else? Absolutely. With the right person, absolutely. Interviewing, I love it. I think I do a pretty good job interviewing people. So there's going to be a lot more things. It'll be a lot more dynamic than what you've kind of seen over the last few months. It's just because I had to change things up a bit because of the limitations to having the laptop that I did and the recording issues that we were having. But I do like those kind of one-off shows to where we talked about something just kind of, I mean, who's, who's talking about letter writing or even here's a wild one. And we'll, we'll end the podcast on this story because this one's kind of a, this is the one you guys remember, what was it? Episode 27 or 26. It's, it was either the last episode of the one before it, where we're talking about cutting toxic people out of your life, determining, okay, who's around you. Who's there that makes you a better person and who's there that drags you down? All that stemmed from an incident on TikTok where these two uh, young ladies were involved in a situation uh, a year and a half ago and one was wrongfully pointed at uh, for assaulting somebody and it, it... I'm not going into details with all that, but somehow that whole situation was brought to my account, my channel, my comments, right? I didn't go searching for this stuff. That's not the stuff I go looking for, but somehow that randomly out of the blue came to one of my posts that had totally unrelated where one of the girls there that was involved commented on one of my things. And then there are, there's 
there's this group of people in life, but especially in social media too, because it's just easier on social media to do what these people do, where they just thirst for other people's drama, right? We all know people like this. We're related to them. We're friends of theirs. They're their coworkers. They're the people that we have as followers or that we follow. People that just, they, they have to be involved with other people's drama. And not only just be involved, there's a whole nother level to where they have to also inflame and make things work because they love seeing people fighting uh, the most toxic people. And, and they're on every side. Whether you're on the right side, the wrong side, this side, that side, left side, right side, however you want to look at it, these type of people are all over the place. They're on your side. They're on my side. So these people ended up finding my account because they're following both of these ladies, wherever they go, wherever they try to post. Vile, vile people that have no better life than to have to be involved with incidents like this. So anyways, I just was curious. I made a, a couple inquiries with the two. One of them responded back and I kind of got the story. And then the other one was posting videos on what happened. So I was trying to put two and two together. And I just, I made a, a couple quick videos on, hey, I, I'd love to see you guys resolve this, turn this into a positive thing. And the first step in something like that is to tune out a lot of these people that are just, they feed on negativity, the toxicity of everything. They, they need to pour fuel on these flames because they love, they love drama and they love people hating on each other. It's under the guise of, well, we're on the right side, but they, they, they could care less about trying to prevent this from happening again or in helping people not make the same mistakes again. They can care less about that. But what these people hate the most, <laughs> they they love the drama, but they hate being called out and they hate being called toxic drama chasers. And so that started putting a little bit of a target on me for a while on my account. And the interesting thing here is I, I think a lot of the negative accounts or the comments I was getting are, I, I think they're from the same person, like the same handful of people that have multiple accounts that shows you just how bad their lives are is that they have to make multiple accounts to go troll other accounts. So I had my first, my first instance of getting reported and taken down. But the funny thing was just a few days prior to that happening. And this is, this is on the TikTok side of things or tossing salad podcast. One of the people they were emailing and DMing me, trying to convince me one side was right, the other side was wrong. And they were setting me up to say, so-and-so is not going to like what you're saying and is going to try to shut your account down, is going to report you or whatever. I was like, I don't think so. Because I'm coming in it as a, an independent third-party person who just, again, brought to me, you guys brought it to me. And I, I, I just, I put my two cents on my page in my comments on my videos, well, this one person was like, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to shut you down. They're going to report you, get you shut down. I was like, I, I, I don't think so. And this person was just full of drama the entire time trying to convince me. And I was like, yeah, you're sounding like super, like you've got a whole nother 
you're coming at this from your perspective, like your, there's something in it for you here that you're trying to get. And I think this person had multiple accounts. So they set me up to think that this other person was going to report my account, my video content. Sure enough, I woke up one morning, a few days after, and one of the videos I had posted had been removed for violating community guidelines. I had been reported. And I, I was like, what? I was so pissed. Initially, I was so pissed. And then I was like, you know what? This is, is kind of suspicious. Interesting that this one person kept trying to convince me a few days ago that somebody else was going to do this to me. And then all of a sudden, this happened. And I can, you, on TikTok or even on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, you can appeal. You, there's an appeal process. If you get something that's removed by for community guidelines for whatever reason, you can click on and say, okay, what was I removed for? And then you can appeal it. And when I looked to see what I was appealed for, it was drugs, alcohol, and violence or something. And I was like, okay. So after you read what you got pulled for, you have an appeal button. And I'm going to make a video on this at some point. I, I've got all the stuff to make it. It's just a matter of sitting down to, to put this all together. You can appeal it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm pro I'll probably lose the video or it's going to be gone for a while or whatever. I just, I just kind of thought, whether I'll appeal it just because it makes me feel better within probably, I would say 10 minutes, the results came back. They reversed it. And I went back live on the video. The video was back up. And so I, I just, to think that somebody and these are people that are going to come after you. And here's, here's a couple of the comments people would, would make when they were coming after me in a sense that, well, just because you think you have a mic, you think people care what you think or what you you know, what you have to say. I'm like, I'm on my account or here's another guy mansplaining this mansplaining that again, I'm talking on my account, right? You brought it to me and then a bunch of really ugly stuff that I don't need to repeat on here, but you, you, you can only imagine, but we, we got it taken care of, but this is, this is something that you're going to have to deal with. If you're going to put yourself out there, whether it's on social media, you're going to have a show, you're going to have a podcast, you're going to have a live show, you're going to deal with an unhealthy number of people like this. And the most toxic of them are always the most loud, the most verbal. And unfortunately, that's just something that you just have to learn how to deal with and compartmentalize and not let it affect you in the long run. And for the most part, it does. And it, I whether this is the right way to handle it or not, sometimes I will use that for content purposes. I'll be honest. Like I will take the most negative stuff and I'll make that into content for myself just because I'm like, I, I'll, I'll take the power back from them and serve myself and my purposes with your negativity and your toxicity. I, I took one of them uh, from, from some other video, but it was a, a negative toxic comment and used it to highlight one of my videos. Oh, I think it was one to where they were saying, complaining that my video on lowering how to hack a thermostat when you're at a hotel to where you get locked out of, of taking the temperature lower. I made a video on how you can get out of that locked out state and go into like a diagnostic mode to where you can lower that temperature down to make your room cooler. And I did, I, it was like a minute, 10 second video. And somebody made a comment like, oh, uh, Essentially, I, I could have done it in 10 seconds, 15 seconds. I wasted their time. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Did it bother me? No. 
did I did I recognize I had an opportunity to make some content with his comment? Sure. And I did. I replied to that comment, put it right up there and pointed it back to that video. And that video made me I forget how much. I used it for myself. Now, I can't do that with every single one because in the end, if you acknowledge them, if you get into the gutter with them and argue with them or highlight them or whatever, they get off on that. I know they do. But sometimes you just you want to take the power back and use it for yourself, and you should. You shouldn't feel guilty for it. I don't feel guilty for it. So that's 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 been the latest update with the account. I'm excited to see how this how the recording went on this live for the podcast, and I sh I'm thinking probably in the next month, month and a half, I've already kind of lined up a few uh, interviews coming up with people from other shows, and who knows, we may end up working out uh, with a couple other friends here to where we have a new show being announced. And it, it, it may be just kind of out of the blue. I think this is why in my test kitchen here in the Tossing Salad podcast, I am working with all these tools, consistently sharpening my skill set in producing a show, in talking on the mic, in coming up with show ideas. I'm always I'm constantly like learning how to do stuff and getting comfortable with doing this stuff. So that down the road, whatever that may be, I don't know yet, but whatever that may be down the road, I'll be better prepared for it. So whether a show here is a hit or whether it does well in the clips, and that's, a, that's another thing is like putting your show out there, whether it's in podcast form or it's on Instagram or it's on TikTok or it's on YouTube, YouTube shorts, it may not do very well in two or three of them, but it resonates on a different platform. Like I'll have one to where the podcast downloads, I think this was for the cutting toxic people out of your life. I think that was one to where it didn't do very well as an audio podcast or on my podcast download on those stats, but it did well on the YouTube uh, video, like the, the entire podcast, the video of it, it did well there. I think it was actually my biggest podcast yet video wise. So you just, you just don't know what you're doing, what kind of show you put out there, where it's going to resonate with the audience or who you're going to find. You just got to keep doing what you want to do. And eventually you'll find the other people that have the same interest in whatever it is that you're talking about. At least that's what, what I have to hope. Stick with us. Who knows what's coming up, but I, I guarantee it's going to be a, a lot of fun. We are going to be pushing quite a bit on uh, TikTok, we're trying to get to the 1000 mark on TikTok so we can start doing more lives on TikTok. So if you are listening or watching this somewhere else other than TikTok, I invite you over. If you have an account, head over to the Tossing Salad podcast on TikTok and help us get to 1000. I think we just need, uh, where are we at now? I think we just crossed the 200 barrier, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I started from zero last fall. It's a slow rise, but it's 200 people on TikTok. We, got, we just have to get to 1,000 so we can do lives. So we've been kind of pushing and trying to do whatever we can to get some attention over on that account. So if you can help me out, one person, uh, that gets me one person closer. We will see you on the next episode of the Tossing Salad Podcast. I'm Brian Samatros, and I'll see you.